enemy variety is something that people were particularly scared about in Tears of the Kingdom. Breath of the Wild had very little in the way of variety when you'd explore the key locations in the map. The main small dudes in the game were the Coblins, Moblins, Lizalfos, Keith, Stow Creatures, Choo Choo's, Wizrobes, Octorox, Peblets, and uh, yeah, that, that's about it. Though I'm not including Lionels and Guardians. That might kind of sound like a lot when I list them all out like that, but when you're playing the game, yeah, n no. <laughs> There aren't many enemies in this game at all. Luckily, there are different variants of each of these other enemies too, but I'm not alone in being a little disappointed in the enemy variety in the last game. But what about Tears of the Kingdom? Well, we still don't know. As usual, I won't be going into the art book since I haven't seen it, so I have no clue if some old enemies are in the art book or not. I, I mean, they could be, but we should probably stop talking about the art book before some people who can't respect decisions raid the comments. So, so far, we've seen that enemy variety seems slightly better, which is a good early sign to be honest. We didn't see many enemies until quite late into Breath of the Wild's marketing cycle apart from the Coblins and stuff, and that marketing cycle was far shorter than this game's actually. We're now almost two months away from the release of Tears of the Kingdom, and we've definitely not been shown every single enemy under the sun. At least I hope not anyway. But we've had a good look at some new ones. We've seen some brand new variations on old enemies like the Bokos, the Moblins, the Taluses, and a few others. But we've also seen this weird enemy that many speculate is a like-like. We've also now seen what looks to be a Redead. It feels fairly indisputable that it's at the very least some variation on a Redead. And we've seen a three-headed Hydra chilling above Lake Hylia, who is speculated to be Gleok. And I can agree with this too. The Zelda team have loved bringing back enemies from the the original NES Zelda for the Breath of the Wild era. I mean, heck, Lionels were in Breath of the Wild and they were like the best enemy in the whole stinking game, with by far the most detail in my opinion. But that's not the point of this video. I think the enemies in the next game seem to have a specific vibe, weird and creepy. They are showing us a load of enemies that are very different to the normal enemy that you'd see in Hyrule's open world in the last game. And this prospect interests me to no end, so today I wanted to throw out some ideas on enemies from previous Zelda games that I think would fit in Tears of the Kingdom's world, whether that be in dungeons, in the open world itself, or whatever. I will not be discussing bosses in this video by the way, but I will be making sure to discuss them in a video closer to release sometime after the next trailer, though mini bosses or overworld bosses may be mentioned. Going straight back on myself, I want to give a quick mention to a certain boss for good reason. I know they're in a ton of Zelda games now, but dude, I just love all of the Gomer encounters in these games. They aren't even like the craziest fights in the series or anything, and usually come down to a very specific gimmick, even when compared to others in the games they're found in. So why do I mention Gomer? I think baby gomers would be a great enemy to bring back in some capacity in Tears of the Kingdom. There is usually at least one enemy that resembles an arachnid in each 3D Zelda game, and they know that because spiders are one of the biggest fears in the world, they look out of the ordinary. Even though they are completely normal at the end of the day. The Sculptulars, Gomers, especially Armagomer and Twilight Princess, Tektites, Walchulars, Dealers, these are some of the spider-like enemies in the series and are some of my favourite run-of-the-mill enemies too. Not because of attack patterns or anything like that, but simply down to their design. Despite hating spiders in real life, I love that we can face our fears in the world of a game. I have loved every single fight against a spider in a Zelda game, even in Skyward Sword or Twilight Princess where they looked even more realistic. Guardians were the Breath of the Wild equivalent of a spider enemy, but it seems like we might be going back to having barely any, if any, guardians out in the open world. 
So there's a giant spider-filled hole in Tears of the Kingdom, and I would love for it to be filled. I would love to be exploring the Lost Woods and see a baby Goma crawling on the floor for the first time, especially since we haven't seen a real spider in this game's graphical engine. So I'd love to see the Zelda team's take to a real spider in this art style, even more so now that we've seen a re-dead and they look way different to usual. So far, I have loved this game's take on previous enemies. I sometimes forget that Bokoblins were even in Skyward Sword. They just look so much cleaner in Breath of the Wild and more evil despite still being more charming. Saying all of this, as I was scripting this video, some of the Nintendo accounts seem to be hinting that Guardians might be making a comeback in some way. We're not sure yet though. They could just mean with their legs being used in this particular shot, or it could be something more, but I guess we'll see. As I discussed earlier on, we've likely seen an overworld mini-boss, like we saw with the Talises and a few others in Breath of the Wild. That boss likely being Gliok, though I don't think it was ever in doubt that Tears of the Kingdom would bring back overworld bosses, especially since they were the best bosses in the entire game, but you probably know I love a bit of speculation that's barely even based in fact. At the minute we have no clue about dungeons in the next game and we don't know whether or not they will be more traditional, but heck if I'm not gonna add a mini boss or two in this list. Dark Nuts are probably the single most sought after enemy for the next game. People want Dark Nuts and they want them bad. And I am absolutely one of those people. Dueling with Montmas Kosher in the Champions Ballad DLC, is my favourite battle in Breath of the Wild, and dueling a Dark Knight in Twilight Princess is my favourite battle in the series. Through fusing these two great ideas together, you get one of the coolest fights in the entire series. Having an enemy who actually knows what they're doing with a sword instead of having Bokoblin swing a Boko Club around would introduce a whole new level to Breath of the Wild's initial combat. Parrying an enemy who knows how to throw down their sword and very purposely taking off their armour to make hitting them even easier would make a combat setting with a dark nut an insane amount of fun with this engine. Even more so if the enemy starts swinging their sword more often than the more that their armour falls in a desperate attempt to kill you before you win the battle. I could see dark nut fights being on the same level as fighting Lynels, if not better, down to the more human nature of the entire fight. To be honest, I can't really see these outside in the open world, but maybe they could be in like Hyrule Castle and in other dungeons throughout the game. I hope so anyway, because fighting Dark Nuts in this setting would be a ton of fun. If we get slightly more traditional dungeons in Tears of the Kingdom, I would love to see almost make a return. Almos or Armos, I, I, I don't know, are basically statues. Just ordinary, normal statues. Oh god! Almost are statues with a difference. They will look identical to other statues in any given room you might be in. You could be solving a puzzle or just minding your own business trying to survey a room before you're suddenly taken down by a living statue. I really like the Skyward Sword counterpart to these enemies personally, but I could see them returning back to their Ocarina of Time form, becoming enemies that are a smaller roadblock than they were in Skyward Sword, being a minor inconvenience as opposed to a fight that takes up a good amount of a room's puzzle. Down to Link being able to climb pretty much any surface nowadays, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a slightly bigger Armos too. Link's climbing ability would lend itself well to a boss fight in the same vein as something in Shadow of the Colossus. Climbing a giant being that's just kind of waiting for you to kill it. I mean, we saw it with the Stone Talus. But while this is a good idea, I definitely think these would be enemies would see a good amount in certain dungeons and very little more throughout the overworld. Unless there are a lot of overworld puzzles like there were in Breath of the Wild. I'd also expect that these statues will come in lots of different shapes and sizes. There might even be some fun ways to beat them with the runes we're going to have in the game too, since we could send it back in time and slice at their back that way. But this is getting into heavily speculative territory, so let's get into an honourable mention. 
Before my final pick, I thought I'd add one more quick one since we've seen its counterpart now. I'd think it would be really scary to be going through a dungeon and find an enemy akin to a mummy. I'd love to see Gibdos make a return. If there's a desert themed dungeon in the game at some point, oh lord please give me Orbiter's Grounds, instead of just getting a load of the re-deads we're likely to be seeing in some places throughout the overworld in the next game inside of dungeons as well, it would be really nice to get their own kind of variant around other places. And Gibdos feel like a top contender in my opinion, though there's a whole discussion for the similarities between Gibdos and Redeads, so let's move on to my final enemy that I personally think would fit in Tears of the Kingdom. Though don't forget, there definitely are more that I'd love to see, such as Warmasters and Dead Hand, and even more that I don't have the time to note or have noted in the past. Running out into the world of Hyrule Field the first time in Ocarina of Time is something of utmost glee, and for a lot of people, that happiness is cut very short by one enemy in particular. P-hats are enemies that I forget about quite often, and I forget they were even in the first ever NES Zelda, and they were kind of staples for a while, but they were, and I think they would fit perfectly in Tears of the Kingdom as a recurring overworld boss. While moving P-hats can't be damaged, in different games, different items can or can't hit them whilst moving. But I think using some sort of rune akin to stasis to take down giant P-hats in Breath of the Wild's Hyrule would be a fantastic idea. I wouldn't want them to feel like throwaway enemies personally, but I think they could go either way if they are in the game. Walking around the overworld and finding a flower you've never seen before, and seeing that flower form into a giant flying enemy that can't even be harmed while it's flying would be a surprisingly terrifying experience, just like that experience in Ocarina of Time. I could also see P-Hats taking the form of different flowers if they are mini-bosses, similarly to the Stone Talus. They could become some brand new encounters that give you a little bit of a fright. I imagine the fights themselves feeling more like past Zelda games, or a Maldugo in Breath of the Wild, feeling more so like a puzzle than a massive fight to the death like a Lionel fight or something like that. As odd of a decision as this is, I would love for P-Hats to make a comeback in Tears of the Kingdom. Let me know some of the enemies from past Zelda games you'd love to see in Tears of the Kingdom, and please do subscribe for more weekly content in the lead up to Tears of the Kingdom's release. Plus, you'll join the 21% of people who are watching that are subscribed. Thank you. Plus, like the video if you enjoyed it. It helps me a ton. <laughs> thank you to all of my amazing Patreon supporters and members, with an extra special thank you to Sonja and Jared Whedon as usual. Thank you guys, it means the world. Thank you all for watching, and I will see you on Sunday. Please do stay safe.